We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective each and every time. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, still very proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com, Brooke with an E. Um, make sure you ch- connect on Facebook and Twitter till we all get nuked off of that. And email me if you have any questions for the show. Check out the website. As I said, I have a new article, which I'll be talking about in a second. Um, and if you'd like to partner with the show and be a sponsor to have your business, product, or service services in front of like-minded people let me know if you'd like to donate because you don't have those other options it's on the site we happily appreciate that um, you can listen to archive podcasts of the show on my website brooktalksamerica.com also i'm on captain's america third watch every first and third tuesday morning at 5 30 a.m on this station salem media group am860 the answer tampa and my podcast is available on iHeartRadio, apple amazon spotify and podomatic i have an app which you can find in the play store and you can go on the website to leave to uh, receive email alerts so my article this week in honor of father's day is democrats should elevate, not minimize fatherhood, which, of course, they won't because single mothers give them electoral votes. Never mind the destruction of the nuclear family and father absence that they increase the odds of poverty, lower academic performance, crime and a host of whole host of other uh, problems that that's what they support. But when you create uh, demographics that will vote for you because you marry them to the government, which keeps you in office, why would you stop that? Check out the article on the website. It'll be up tonight. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is Terry Schilling, president of America's American Principles Project, which is a national organization engaging directly in campaigns and advocacy on behalf of the family. Their mission statement reads as follows. The American Principles Project wants to make the family the most powerful, well-represented, special interest group in Washington, D.C. Existing pro-family groups largely focus their efforts on education and tracking legislation. That's great, but we need more. APP is the only national pro-family organization engaging directly in campaigns and elections. So you can find him on Facebook and Twitter as well as American Principles Project and the group's website, website as well. And with that, welcome to the show, Terry. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Brooke. I love coming on. Absolutely. Do I have it right? Is it shilling or skilling? No, it's shilling. Okay. Okay. Like that great picture. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I had seen you on War Room Pandemic, and you were talking about your organization, and you played an ad. So I I put that up on my Facebook page. Everybody should go see it. It was amazing. And, you know, as we're celebrating Father's Day tomorrow, and actual fathers, you know, the biological ones, not that you get to decide your gender today ones. <laughs> you know, I wanted to have you on to discuss families since the left is obviously trying to tear them down. You say on your website that the family is America's number one, most important institution. There's some noise in the background, uh, but it is also the only institution without an effective political action committee. So explain that because there are organizations such as the Family Research Council or Focus on the family. How is yours different? 
So it's very simple. There's no one in politics for the family. And what I mean by politics is elections, campaigns, you know, getting people elected and unelected uh, when they do the right thing or when they do the bad thing. So, you know, everyone in D.C., has a, a lobbyist in the Capitol and a, and a political action committee that goes after their enemies and helps and supports their friends. You got big pharma, big yeah. tech, big business, big oil, all of the bigs, except there's no big family. And I want to make the family the most important special interest group in the country because it is the most important special interest yeah. group in the country. Um, and so we're just we want to make politicians pay a price when they teach our kids that they're racist simply because of the color of their skin. We want to make politicians pay a price when they teach kids that their parents are evil and that their parents are racist or that America wasn't founded in 1776. That it was founded in 1619. We want to make a, politicians pay a price. I can't stress that enough. Well, that's very important. And a lot of people might think, well, you know, that's what we vote for Republicans for. They, you know, they say they're for the family. But what you're talking is very micro. It's not generic. You know, yes, we support family. We support Second Amendment. We, but this is very micro-targeted towards the family, and it's a very important thing. So the you on your website, it says, the family has two natural advantages when it comes to politics. When organized, families are numerous and more powerful than any other special interest group. Pro-family issues win elections. But while hardline progressive activists have grown comfortable attacking the family and making it difficult to raise children, pro-family political forces have been large. Largely missing in action. If they want to attack parental rights, confuse young children about changing their gender, undermine the ability of parents to protect their children's innocence, or drive a wedge between parents and children in education, then they're going to get punished at the polls. And as I, you know, as you stated as your goal, and this is excellent for all conservatives, if you're listening to this and you're running as a candidate, you need to think about these things for any, you know, anti. American extremism. You say, we want to impose a political cost on the left's anti-family extremism. How do you go about doing that specifically? You have... Well, specifically, you have to get parents engaged in the process. So they got to do more than just vote, right? Right. You have to get organized. You have to stage protests. You have to contact your legislators. You have to donate to these political causes, right? Like this, this thing doesn't just happen. It, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. you have to take action and you have to invest in it. You have to spend the time in it. And by the way, the other big piece of this down the road is we want families running for office. Yes. We, I, I, in my school board in Fairfax. Virginia, we have nine school board members. Three of them have no children. Two of them aren't even married. What are they doing on the school board? What do they have at stake? You know, Such the, a good point. these parents need to step up, and I want to show them how. And, 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 and Brooke, here's the thing. My dad came to me when I was a senior in college, just getting ready to graduate, and he said, Terry, I don't know the first thing about politics, but I need to run for Congress. I, I'm, I'm running against Phil Hare. And, and just to Tell your tell your listeners sure. this is in Illinois, right? So it's a blue state. <laughs> this is a district that had been Democrat for thirty years. And and frankly, I told him, I said, Dad, that's a I don't know if I can do that, man. Like that's tough and and he said, No, we can do it prom I promise. So I even though it was overwhelming, I went through it and as I went through the process, it was so much easier than I thought it would be. You know, everyday people get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. when they hear about uh, the billions of dollars spent in politics and the the millions of votes cast in each presidential election. It's so much simpler than it looks. And I want to get 
get, get that stigma away from it. I want to get people involved and engaged because you can do it. Look, if these progressive morons can do it, and they really are morons. <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, they, 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 they say that, you know, there is no, it's, I can go on and on, but yeah. uh, they're morons and we're smart. We're just busy and we're distracted with all of these other things. Let's stop being distracted. Let's get organized. Let's get engaged. Let's be disciplined and take back our country. I, I, I know I'm talking a lot, Brooke. No, no, I, that's what, that's what you're here for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I just got so sick and tired of of hearing from politicians. Oh, these family issues. I, yes. you know, we've just lost. We we've lost the culture. It's you know, it's going the other way. We can't talk about it. That's the mindset of a loser. Yeah, and we're not losers. Okay, you go into a, a football game or a basketball game, think, oh, we can't win. We're gonna. Well, you're going to lose. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We support the truth, right? Like, we have the truth at our backs. It is boys have penises, girls have vaginas. That's an internal <laughs> Two truth genders, not change. 82, yes. Right. Yes. right. Uh, you know, a mother and a father uh-huh. are the best people to raise their children in the home, and, and, and they should be married. Like, these are eternal truths that we should— you aren't racist just because of the color of your skin. You aren't a bad person just because of the color of your skin. You should be judged by the content of your character, not the color of your skin. These are eternal truths, and we have them on our side. They don't. We just have to fight back, right? And we just have to have a good attitude and a good mentality, and we will win. Yeah, and one of the things that I talk about a lot on my show, in fact, you know, the, the point of it is politics and culture from a conservative perspective. And again, for you know, longtime listeners of the show, you know that I kind of harp on this, but it's the culture, and you mentioned it before. The, the, the left owns the culture and the right has abdicated the culture. And I, I actually heard a, you know, a black preacher talking about it one time is they said that the, the church had abdicated the culture as well. And they were having a lot of problems because the culture is getting into the church, right? All this wokeness stuff gets into the church because it's invited at the very least, not fought back at the worst, right? So the, 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 Culture is the most important thing. We have to know how to war. And I'm just going to say this in light of the today is Juneteenth, right? This is one example. So the right is responsible for Juneteenth. The concert, the Republican Party is responsible that there would even be a Juneteenth because of the fact that the Democrats started, a, wanted to keep slavery, started a civil war to keep slavery. We had almost a million people die to stop slavery, right? Including hundreds of thousands of white people. So what do you have? You have Republicans that put forth the bill to have Juneteenth. And yet, because they can't stratcom strategically communicate any in any way, shape or form, they can't take the win. And now they've given the win to the Democrats, who are the party that wanted slavery. So this is the kind of thing that our side, you know, and families, everybody involved with this process needs to understand. You have to understand the culture. You have to understand how to communicate about in the culture and to fight back against the culture because they are going. We're in a cultural revolution with a uh, just a, an, a nihilistic assault on everything that makes a society worth living in. No, you're exactly right, Brooke. And and the thing is about these Marxists, and they are Marxists. Yeah. This, this whole wokeism, it's fueled. They say they're Marxist. <laughs> they do. It, it, it's, a, it's a more uh, vicious form of Marxism, though, than I think we've seen, because they – 
they want to give us the illusion that they've won, that it's over. There's nothing you can do yeah. to stop it. And and actually, that's been a driving force in Marxism since even you know during the Cold War that we thought you know there was this mindset that. Once a, once a country or a nation went communist, there was no going back until Grenada. We had a specific battle in Grenada in Central America, and we won there. And then that is at the, actually the tipping point for when the Cold War shifted. And we just need that Grenada win. If we can get a big win, and we're starting to see those big wins, right, this whole women's sports issue. Yeah. You, know, you have a great governor there in Florida. Yes, we do. He's so smart, right? Like he he, you, you he gets Christy the culture. Nome. He gets it, right? Yeah. He, he, Christy Nome, she's brought, she gets the, the women's sports bill sent to her desk, and she's she caves on it. She says, yeah. oh, well, we're just such a small state in the NCAA and, and everyone will protest us and be mean to us. But Rick, Rick, Rick I'm sorry, uh, Ron DeSantis, yeah. I, 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 I was No, no, Rick's yeah, part. yeah. But uh, Ron DeSantis hears about the women's sports bill and he says, oh, yeah, no, we're signing that thing. Yeah. Uh, we got to protect our girls. It, this thing, it's just so commonsensical. The more you can't think it over too much. You, you think it through too much, and, and you end up making a lot of really dumb mistakes like Christy Nome did. Yeah. Common and you can't be afraid. Of- you can't be afraid of them. So hold that thought. Uh, you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Terry Schilling and Brooke Talks America, and we will be right back after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Talks America. Visit Brooke Talks America on Facebook. And now, your host, Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Terry Schilling. Do you need a tax preparer, have rental properties, need worksheets to help gather your information? If so, contact Deb Snyder at 727-424-4499 or email her at debsnydertax at gmail.com. You can find her on the IRS Directory of Federal Tax Return Preparers. Deb stays up to date by successfully completing the annual Federal Tax Refresher course that covers filing season issues and tax law updates. And remember to tell her Brooks sent you. Also, make sure you check out Patrick Hyland at the Sports Zone sun- Sundays at 11 a.m. on this station. So... Terry, you mentioned uh, Grenada. Colonel Jim was actually in Grenada. I just wanted to let you know that. So, <laughs> you um, you know, when I, I just wanted to, when you tweeted out uh, that you were going to be on this show, uh, people were very excited. And, and um, someone commented that in your ad, uh, you mentioned AARP. And I had forgotten about this because um, it's been a couple of days since I've actually seen the ad. And the NRA. And they felt that these organizations didn't actually represent the people they claim to. AARP in uh, particular with the promotion of Obamacare. I just wanted to um, have you address those concerns. I know that yours is listed as like the NRA for families. So... Just address those uh, yeah, concerns a little I, bit. I, just, yeah, I know it's a good catchphrase. Yeah, I, I, I only use the NRA for families to make a point that yeah. it's going to be a political organization meant to exact, you know, a revenge and a price on the enemies of the family. So, yeah, yeah look, we can all disagree or agree on you know, the job that the NRA has been doing or the job that the AARP has been doing. But if you look at both of those organizations, right, so, OK, forget Obamacare. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Obamacare hurts seniors. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny that. But. 
Look at look at all how many changes and cuts to Social Security and Medicare have happened. None. And and it's because of the AARP organizing seniors in politics. And 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 here's the thing. When you when you have these political organizations that organize people together, you're building a community. Right. This is what the left does. They make you feel isolated. They make you feel alone. They make you feel like you're, you're the only person with this crazy idea that there are men and women um, <laughs> and just two genders. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I want to build that community. I want a place for families to go where they know that we're the real deal. And, and, and look, uh, I know that some people aren't very happy with the NRA and think that the NRA has misled the, 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 the Second Amendment movement. But look at the issues that we're talking about here. Like, I'm not selling out. In fact, like, I'm the one getting criticized as being, you know, a racist, homophobic, yeah. you know, white supremacist. Like, I'm willing to suffer the slings and arrows. And, and by the way, I just want to say, if we grow this organization and become as big as the, as the NRA and we start getting weak need. Please just take us out of our misery because that's the nightmare that I don't want to get to, right? Like I don't – once we start shying away from important fights because of political convenience, then we've lost. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that the NRA has done that, but I think that that's the sentiment that these people are are, are trying to express. And uh, look, I'm, I'm a flamethrower. I'm a fighter. I'm a puncher. Uh, no one can really question that aspect of me. You might say I fight too much or I'm too aggressive, but Never. Um, we're, we're playing for keeps. You know, like we're, there's too much at stake. These people are coming for our kids. Yes. They get they get drag queens on, on, on Blue's Clues for crying out loud. And they're telling us there's nothing. We can, and here's the other thing, Brooke, that I, we really haven't talked about yet is porn. Oh my, my God, yes. goodness gracious. Yes. Look, you know, when I was growing up, like, I'm not going to lie. I've seen I've seen porn, yeah. but it was like Playboy. It was Playboy magazine. It was like, you know, bare chests and butts. Right. Right. You go to porn now and it's, one, on, it's, it's on Twitter. Real porn is on Twitter now. It's like, on Twitter. Yeah. And there's there's no age verification. Exactly. There's no there's no way. Like, OK, here, here's the thing. My 10 year old daughter and I, we both love the Chicago Cubs. God forgive us. <laughs> she can't go to DraftKings.com and place a $10 bet on the Cubs to win the World Series next year. But she can go to Pornhub.com and yeah. see the most violent, disgusting, vicious, and evil stuff we've yeah. ever had. You know, it's it's totally egregious. It's totally bad. In what world do casino moguls and gambling – does the gambling industry – uh, care more about our kids than the porn industry. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. this is whack. That is a really good point. And I, you know, I taught that again. That's culture. Like we can't abdicate the culture. But I'm going to actually. I have a clip that I'm going to play later in the show about that. And you know. I, I just want to let you know. So I just brought that up just because it was an issue, because there are some people in the you know conservative movement who are complaining about uh, the NRA in particular with the gun rights issue. So I just thought I would bring it up because we you know talk about all issues. But the the family, you know, protecting. I have talked with um, Rebecca Friedrichs of For Kids in Country, and I always wondered, you know, you mentioned the sex stuff and I've been, you know, talking about the uh, pornography, too, is like. You, you. I always wonder what the issue is with the over-sexualization of the children, right? And I think one of the things is is that they want to destroy innocence. 
you know, all of the lockdowns and everything with the masks, with the social isolation, with the staying home at school. I mean, that could be a that could be a boon for us in the long term. You know, when parents figure out what their kids are learning, but to destroy the innocence and crush the spirit of the of the innocent children makes them much more pliable and useful in the bigger scheme, which is, you know, China takes a kid out. If they want him to be a gymnast, they take him out. They take him out to the to the farm, whatever they train them up. Those kids are not individuals. They have no mind of their own. They're robots. They go out and do their thing and they don't have access to their family. So they want to take away the innocence of children. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that families need to get involved because that's what they're putting in the books. You know, and as I said, I'm going to have, you know, a clip on that later. That's a very disgusting, but we need to tell the truth and using words like, you know, porn sensitive people need to wake up is that your country is at stake. But I wanted to ask you, do you have any, you know, we have a few minutes, a couple minutes left. Do you have any candidates that you're currently working with now? Is there any legislation on the table that people might not know about that they should call about? And what can people do, you know, uh, to get involved with your organization, specifically advocate for families to their elected uh, representatives, including, by the way, Republicans who will oftentimes let us down? Absolutely. So here, the big thing is um, that we have coming up is we're hosting a big town hall. It's called a family meeting, and it's part of the membership benefits of joining the the APP Big Family. Okay. Uh, we're having one this Monday with Senator Tom Cotton, and he has an amazing bill that's going to defund any school district from federal dollars that's teaching or implementing critical race theory. Excellent. It's a phenomenal bill. He's going to talk all about it. He's going to talk about the other ways you can get involved in a fight. Um, but um, what, what I would recommend is for your listeners to just check us out. There's an awesome two-minute video that we did with my family. Where yeah, it was great. What this, what this, thank you. We explained like, you know, what this big family is going to do, how we're going to get you engaged, and what the threats are. Sign up today. It's savethefamily.app. Again, it's very simple, savethefamily.app. Minimum, we ask, you know, for you to first, you know, contribute is 25 bucks. That's it. And you do that, and we're going to get you engaged in the process. We're going to let you know when your local elections are. We're going to give you reports on the threats to the family. I'm very excited. It's going to be – we're going to change the world together. But I need all of your listeners to sign up because I can't do this alone. You know, there are 130 families in America, 130 million families. I don't need all 130 million. I need a million. Yeah. And I'm not going to get there if I don't get everyone I talk to on board. So I'm just encouraging everyone just to go to savethefamily.app, sign up. We will put you to work. We'll get you engaged. We'll get you running for office. We will change Okay, great. Um, So send me that link, and I'll put it up on my social media sites. I want to thank you for coming on and fighting for the family, the nuclear two-parent biological mother and and father family and not the left's weather vane definition of family. Be sure to tune in to uh, follow Terry on Twitter and the American Principles Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and their website. Thanks so much for coming on and happy Father's Day to you. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back after the break. More Brook Talks America coming up.
Once again, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin demonstrates why hypocritical leftists should not be in positions of authority. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, when Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was appointed by Biden to assume that position, like leftists normally do, he crowed about setting out to clean the military ranks of those who sexually abuse others, especially females. He also vowed to purge the military of Trump supporters. But at least he pledged to go after the sexual abusers, which no decent person can argue against, right? Being a sexual abuser is bad enough. But when Secretary of Defense Austin found out that then Major General James Glazioplane sexually assaulted his daughter while in uniform, Secretary of Defense Austin merely reduced Major General James J. Glazioplane's rank to second lieutenant. A Defense Department spokeswoman told American Military News, quote, this action may not be appealed, unquote. Now, mind you, Secretary of Defense Austin wants to kick all patriots and Trump supporters out of the military, but simply demotes the rank of a thug in uniform who sexually assaulted his daughter? Mm -mm -mm. Wake up, my fellow Americans, before the moral hypocrites destroy our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the... Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect on Twitter at Brooke Talks USA. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and I'm here with Colonel Jim. He is the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served on the White House National Security Council, currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman, and is the first retired military officer in Florida to endorse Trump. I say that for new listeners who haven't heard it before. Um, Patrick, make sure you turn into... Patrick Hyland at the Sports Zone Sundays at 11 a.m. on this station. And this segment is brought to you by GDSM Productions Graphic Designs. It's its inception in, I don't know why I can't say that, uh, in 1993. GDSM Productions clients have included many publicly held corporations as well as small and mid-sized startups. Creative expression through breathtaking design with over 25 years experience. Visit her Facebook page at GDSM Productions to, de- to get connected and get a quote on your next project and remember to tell her Brooke sent you. That was an excellent Ron Edwards notebook by Ron Edwards Edwards notebook by Ron Edwards and it's we're going to be talking with Jim. Lloyd Austin is an absolute disgrace. There have probably been other generals and other colonels and other, you know, heads of branches in the military that have done the same thing i totally believe that across the you know along the way but this is a joke what he did with that situation the military does need to clean up its act in this you know in this front he's also a joke in terms of what he's talking about with crt in the military they had an admiral come out this week uh that was on the floor with tom cotton who got totally destroyed by him um because they're talking about this woke stuff. So hopefully that information should come out, and I will do my best to get it out today because I don't believe that too many people know about it, about Austin doing that demotion. You know. Anyways, so Jim, the media is going absolutely bonkers about Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's segment on January 6th and the FBI involved. So he had, you know, you've seen in case the, the audience hasn't heard. So he had... Darren Beatty from the revolver on and he talked about how the FBI had potentially 
and actually likely coerced, colluded with, and maybe participated in the so-called non-interaction of January 6th, which is a total joke that they even call it that, right? And now we've also found out the identity of the shooter, right? Um, so they're going crazy about that. At the same time, you said you heard Ron Edwards. They're going to be going after us, right, the patriots, on the premise of January 6th, that it was an insurrection, which it absolutely wasn't. And you're going to be talking about that with the new Patriot Act, because they always need some kind of event to have a new screening, a new service where they're going after us and, you know, spying us and everything like that. So that's coming next. I also want to remind everybody, in my opinion, if this is true with the FBI on January 6th, and by the way, what did the FBI miss? They missed 9-11. They miss San Bernardino. They miss the Boston bomber. We still don't know what happened in Las Vegas. I believe Charlottesville was also a setup. Okay, there was a lot of suspicious stuff about the stand down, stand down with the cops, the tiki. All of that stuff was too well staged, in my opinion. So, Jim, talk about that about the FBI and uh, January six and what they're talking about. Okay, as we saw during the Obama administration that the FBI started to be turned in, and probably, and as I said before, before in the past, yeah. uh, during the Clinton administration. But uh, as we saw during Donald Trump, nothing could be investigated. Nothing could be found out. You know, we went through everything with regard to Comey and Brennan and um, so many others. Nothing came of it. The FBI has been totally turned, particularly from the standpoint of its its leadership, the political leadership within the FBI, just like the rest of the government. They are um, de facto stooges of now the Biden regime, and they are never going to do the job that the FBI was created for. They are a political uh, organization. Um, as reco- recall, after the election in November, Donald Trump, president, came out and said we're going to do a number of rallies, and one of them was going to be on January 6th mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. Um, everything that I've looked at and researched in depth on this seems to indicate that the FBI decided to say we're going to do something about this. We're going to make sure we turn this into something. Now, I also- And keep in mind, of course, they had been spying on him for four years, uh, uh, for, and, for a and year that, before and that's, that. And, yeah, that's, and that's my, my whole point. Mm-hmm. Now, also enter Nancy Pelosi. I believe Nancy Pelosi was really uh, one of the key uh, orchestrators of what transpired, uh, as well as so many other people, including now, McConnell. McConnell as well. Um, you know the probably uh, McCarthy. McCar- just saying. You know who knows? You can probably mm-hmm. peel this back. Here, here's the thing. You know, as you first said. The term insurrection is a left-wing narrative. This wasn't an insurrection. It doesn't even fit the definition of an insurrection. Gee, Donald Trump was president. You can't overthrow yourself. So why would it be an insurrection? I mean, seriously. How do you overthrow yourself? It's a false narrative, as the left always does. Secondly, a few hundred angry patriots going to the Capitol— they didn't overthrow the. You can't overthrow the government by holding a a protest, an unarmed protest. Unarmed protest. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the FBI report did say they couldn't find any weapons, and then they say Antifa wasn't there yet. Plain as day, there were so many Antifa there. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we watched Antifa change from their their um, black block uniforms to putting on Trump gear and MAGA gear. All that was going on. 
in front of everybody. So much evidence on that. And, gee, you know, we've talked about in the past the pipe bombs that were at the RNC headquarters. Um, the new all, video where they the black box opened up the uh, came in through the bottom of the ab- Capitol. Absolutely, yeah. there's so much evidence here. The FBI is covering up because the narrative is Donald Trump and the MAGA patriots were the one who ones who did it. There was no overthrow of the government. This is a false narrative. Joe Biden is out there talking about it all the time. You He's know, joking. talked about how they killed a police officer. Gee, let's talk about. Ashley Babbitt about how she was killed in cold blood. You know, they didn't kill Sicknick. They either. didn't. No, that's my whole point. Yeah. He died later on from other other causes. This is a charade, and they were going to they're going to continue to push this narrative. So that's where where we are on this. Well, and that brings us to what they really want. And I mentioned it earlier with the Patriot Act. So the, the Biden regime is going to require Americans to do what on each other. Okay, this is the oldest communist tactic where you will report and turn in your family, your neighbors, your friends, if you suspect that they are conservative, um, support Trump, are MAGA, are patriots in the true sense of the term. This is what goes on. You know, the neighborhood watch committees in Cuba and Venezuela, you know, how you had your neighborhood street um, spies and informants in, in Nazi China, Germany. Nazi Germany. Yeah. This is the same tactic. Go right back to the Communist Manifesto. Go back to Hitler's Mein Kampf. This is all the same tactics all over. And now they're going to have this. This is going to be interesting to see how this how this works. Uh, th- this these are the things that actually spark a civil war. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're going to be coming for uh, you know for the guns too. So this is. This is what they've been to working on, and we're talking about the Juneteenth. The, as I said, you know, Macy Gray has come out and said we need to change the flag. They don't like the anthem. All this stuff is going on, and I don't know where the Republican Party is writ large. Not you. You know, locally we have good warriors in different places, good conservative warriors, and that's why it's so important to elect what conservatives and not rhinos. All right, so we want to get to the uh, the Sniffmeister. He was in the uh, at the G7 and the NATO meetings, and I'm going to have. A little clip on that later. Uh, the media is apparently mad about him not answering questions. But so, what is the deal with him? <laughs> you know, it, t- total embarrassment. No clear articu- articulated or or uh, clear foreign policy. I mean, just you know, it's the typical Biden. What we saw was a lot of nothing. You know, this was by design. I really believe. Um, he just went out there. They let him talk. They didn't accomplish anything. No sound foreign policy uh, deals and arrangements with the countries. He goes out to NATO. This was the real th- bad part. And he starts criticizing the Republican Party. He criticizes Donald Trump. You, the total violation of of diplomatic protocol. Mm-hmm. You're there to discuss security issues with the NATO alliance. And, and you're there criticizing Trump. I mean, this is all by design. This is to weaken America. This is to make us a laughing stock. Our neighbors don't trust us. You know, our neighbors are, you know, how can you depend on the United States with Joe Biden there and, and the total incoherent kind of um, things he was saying? G7, uh, NATO in England in his, his discussions with Putin. Total, total failure. And you watch the you watch the imagery of Biden sitting there like Trudeau with his legs crossed and 
uh, Putin is just sitting there like a gangster going, what you got, what you got. It's really, you know, I mean, he got through it and the media is trying to spin for it. So I don't really know what's going on. Very quickly, talk about the Chinese defector. Okay. Uh Senior counterintelligence officer, uh, number two in the Ministry of um, Security in China, defects in February uh, his cover to meet with his daughter who was going to college in California, turns himself into Defense Intelligence Agency, and for the last three or four months they have been uh, vetting and interrogating him. Um, a lot of speculation on what he talked about, said he has uh, the origin of the Wuhan virus, said he knows how many spies are in the U.S., he knows the strategy mm. of the weapon systems that China's building. I guarantee you none of this will come out. Why? Because I can guarantee Beijing has already called the Biden regime and said, you will zip this and nothing will come out because this is what he would reveal is a total embarrassment to China. And, you know, darn well, China does not want that out. They're going to go to Joe Biden and say, you let this out. You're done. You know, they'll reveal everything. I'm sure about the laptop from hell and everything. (laughs) Hunter, they have Biden by, you know what? And that's why Biden is so cooperative with China. Unfortunately, none of this is coming out. Um, It'll be, you know, sequestered in some vault in in the Defense Intelligence Agency and the intel community. But um, that's the way it is when you deal with the Biden regime or they'll get Clinton. That's the other thing. So you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. And we will be right back after the break. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. And this segment is brought to you by Barely Pawed Furnishings in Crystal River. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. It's a 3,000-square-foot store with unique home decor for making your house a home, including a large selection of original American art, glassware, and pottery. Get 20% off using code BTA20. And remember to tell her Brooke sent you. Also, check out Patrick Kyle in the Sports Zone Sundays at 11 on this station, AM860, the answer. So if the as if the Kamala non-border border disaster wasn't enough, you had the escaped dementia patient kid sniffer overseas, as we mentioned with Jim. You know, if you remember how Trump, the baller that he is, pushed up from behind those suckers and stood up at the front. What did you get with Biden? You got the exact opposite. Not only did he ha- did he, um, the Pee Wee Herman wearing Pee Wee Herman suit wearing Trudeau, who looks like he might be actually transitioning, stand in front with the queen. But Biden dawdled in the back like he was lost. Trump led from the front. Biden follows from the back. But even fake news CNN, who propagandizes for Democrats, seem to be mad that their boy couldn't answer, doesn't answer any question, or in the case of Caitlin Collins, gets snapped at. 
people before getting on a plane as you know all of the really images and the narrative from this summit is set. He wanted to take that off the table. But we have seen uh, President Biden do that. What we've not seen him do is answer questions uh, like that without his aides screaming at him to stop. I have never seen a president covering the last four of them who is so protected by his aides in terms of uh, often not wanting him to answer some questions. Oh, really? Oh, now you're mad? Spare me, Cupcake. Spare me the BS. You you covered for this guy. You propagandized for him. I'm glad he's not answering your questions because you get what you pay for and you're not getting any more access. OK, the other guy, the orange guy, much more access. Admit it. So on another note about the demon dwarf Fauci, who I wish was on his way to prison. The little lady from Georgia, who we're going to have speaking here in August, who's teaching the fellas what their set is actually for. And please reattach them and start fighting for this country, gentlemen. Here's Mo Brooks demolishing some virtue signaling troll who basically called all Chinese citizens communists. Um, Alex Nazarian from Yahoo News. Um, you, know, you call it the China virus. You suggest that it's a bioweapon. There's no evidence of any of that. And we're also in the middle of a spate of attacks against Asian Americans. Aren't you just feeding that uh, pretty irresponsibly? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And you're not going to turn this into something else. This is a virus that killed all kinds of people. It had nothing, has nothing to do with anyone's race or ethnicity. It has nothing to do with any of that. So, no, not at all. Yes. Let's be real clear about something. I'm very disturbed that you would even ask that kind of question. Chinese Americans are not necessarily members of the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> Understand that the Communist Chinese Party rejects virtually every provision in what is known as our Bill of Rights. Recognize that the Chinese Communist Party does not believe in the kind of republic that we believe in. And for you to associate the Communist Chinese Party with Chinese Americans, as you have done, I would submit is egregious and wrong. But with respect to bioweapons, Marjorie Taylor Greene asked a really good question. Now, I serve on the House Armed Services Committee and on the Science, Space, and Technology Committee. Ask yourself, America, this question. When we talk about gain of function, let's be a little bit more specific about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a dangerous virus being changed so that it is much more communicable, meaning people are much more likely to get it, and or it becomes much more deadly. Now, why would any country, why would any country do that with a virus to make it more contagious and make it more deadly, if not for militarization purposes? And if you look at the Communist Chinese Party's background and its relationship with the military, it leads you but to one logical conclusion. Well done, Mo. Well done, MTG. Fellas, that's how men should do. So I want to close this show out with some great audio um, of this guy's analysis of what happened with the pandemic. I know everybody has their opinions and everything, but and listen with an open mind. You know, the reality is that there is an agenda at foot. OK, it's being implemented, as I've said, from the very beginning. And Colonel Jim has said as well, this was a planned demic operation. After they tried everything else, they used those fallout videos in China. I really believe that was the initial psyop to scare the world about their health. And again, I believe everything was about the election and getting rid of Trump. The, it worked. The rest is history. Understand the people pulling the strings in Washington do not have your best interest at heart, nor your freedom. So it's very important to get involved now 
we talked about with Terry earlier, while there may still be time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to download the podcast of this show, Brook Talks America, and share. Happy Father's Day to all. We'll see you next week, and I want you to listen to this audio as we close out the show. What we're actually seeing is the systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay, right? I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, We should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. Right. When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety, along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why didn't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right? And so because, because though 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis, there was no tuberculosis pandemic any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. Now get this, you know, there, there's some ironies that are here, right? A, a society that kills millions of babies a year for convenience has shut itself down to prevent adults from dying. People that on the one hand slaughter babies in the womb by the millions are now preaching uh, to the masses about the, the sanctity of human life. It's double speak, double talk. It's the two, it's the two doctrine policy. One for the initiated, one for the uninitiated. One for the inner circle, another for the masses. It's like saying, you know, if I violate the stay at home order, I can be arrested, but you're letting convicted criminals out of prison so they don't get coronavirus. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. If there's a real pandemic, does it require, you know, uh, faulty virus models, rigged test results, 81% false positives, inaccurate news reporting, stage hospital overruns, manipulated death certificates? Nope. You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. Hmm? When the state bans dentists from practicing but deems it necessary for abortion clinics to stay open, it's not about your health. When the, the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets, it's not about your health. An institution that you know has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. 
an institution that's racked up 23 trillion prior to coronavirus in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund hmm? an institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Connect on Twitter at Brooke Talks USA. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.